Ready and racing. Welcome to the Dogcast for Greyhound Racing SA. Visit grsa.com.au. Yeah, welcome to the latest edition of the Dogcast, uh, brought to you by Greyhound Racing SA. I'm your host, Brenton Yates. I'm taking the reins today, jumping in the chair for Tim Edwards and, as always, joined by Greyhound Racing SA's racing manager, Sean Mathis and Matho, it's been a, uh, a big week and we've got a, a big few weeks to come before Chrissy. Yeah, absolutely, Brenton. Great to be on the show uh, this week. Great to have you hosting in the chair. So really looking forward to the show ahead and obviously really heating up in the world of greyhound racing in South Australia. Yeah, let's check out what's coming up in the dog cast today. We'll have a look at the National Straight Track Championship at Cabala Bar on uh, Sunday. My name's Craig and he's all purpose. They'll be representing South Australia. Uh, we'll take a look back at that series at Murray Bridge. Also, we'll check out the huge night coming up at Angle Park. We've got all the heats for the Festival of Fire feature races. And, of course, uh, last Sunday at uh, Murray Bridge, it was a big day. We've got the Oaks and Derby series to review there. And we'll have a chat with the uh, winning trainer of the, uh, the Derby Rogue Players trainer, Stephen Brook. The Week in Review. Yeah, let's have a look at our Week in Review, brought to you uh, by the Fresh Food Petco, uh, proud suppliers of fresh pet food, our GAP SA greyhounds in the GAP prison programs, and they are based right here in SA. You can visit their website, uh, freshpetfoodco.com.au, for more information. Um, as we touched on, it's been a, a big week, and we've got a, a big couple of weeks to come, Sean. But, mate, let's have a look at the uh, the National Straight Track Championships and how our uh, qualifiers were able to get through the series at, at Murray Bridge, namely um, my name's Craig for Benny Rawlings and also he's all purpose for Tim Richards. A couple of the roughies going into that final as well. Yeah, as you mentioned, a couple of the, the rougher chances in the race. The the race favourite, Aston Elena, unfortunately uh, fell mid-race, um, who was a short price favourite. But my name's Craig uh, for Benny Rawlings, uh, charged home um, mid-race and was able to get the money uh, ahead of he's all purpose for Tim Richards. And, and in doing so, the both of them were able to qualify uh, for the National Straight Track Championship this Sunday at Capalaba. You run a meatloaf for Tracy Price. Great to see Tracy at the straight track um, from the southeast. Uh, led them up. I thought it was going to take the take the chocolates, but uh, just got a bit tired there the last little bit. Unfortunately, running third. Uh, this is the second edition this year, Brenton, of this race because we were to run it in August, but because of COVID and all that, we just ran it as a local race. Uh, but this year, these guys have the opportunity to to go and take on the, the national best straight track dogs in Queensland. So a great addition of the straight track. They say a few roughies, but no doubt they'll do SA proud in the uh, in Queensland. Yeah, both traders had a few reps. So Benny had three in the final. Tim had a couple get through. But you're right, it was an extraordinary race because you had Tracy Price's dog lead them up and it looked the winner. Yeah. Then you had Tim Richards's dog come through and it looked the winner. And then late, the close came from Ben's dog, which ended up being the winner. My name's Craig. It really hit its straps the last 20 metres. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 1926 is not not as fast as they go down the straight, but finals, you know, they're not necessarily won by who, you know, it's not always the fastest time that wins a final. It, it's a race. So you've got all the best dogs in the race and um, and good luck to them for uh, for getting home, you say. The race changed complexion uh, as they went, but... You know, all full credit to the to the top two who, uh, you know, go off to Queensland. Yeah, I know you're pretty much across all the interstate uh, representatives for that big final, so we'll touch on that in a, a bit later on in yep. the show and really get your thoughts on how that uh, straight track final might play out. Um, look, you're sticking with Murray Bridge, we had a big night there on Sunday. We had the Anniversary Cup, but yep. I want to touch on maybe the other couple of features, the Oaks and the Derby finals. 
firstly, tell us a bit about this idea, the, the Summer Oaks and yep. Derby. Can you elaborate on that a bit for us? Yeah, obviously, with, with the intro- introduction of Murray Bridge um, a couple of years ago uh, on the one turn, we normally just run your normal cup, your heat and final, which is a great, great race. But in conjunction with the Adelaide Greyhound Racing Club, um, we wanted to run another sort of young dog feature series at the bridge. And the Murray Bridge Cl- Club were really supportive of that. So we looked at an Oaks and Derby um, in December. Uh, last year, it wasn't run. We made a few changes to the series um, and made it a really, uh, a really open event this year for the young dogs. And we got great support through the heats, uh, resulting in two wonderful finals on Sunday night. And so, yeah, um, just to run a few more feature races at our uh, our other um, country clubs like Mount Gambier's, Gawler's and obviously Murray Bridge uh, really attracts a crowd. And there was a good crowd there on Sunday night. Uh, as you mentioned, the, the Oaks final, she's a hot shot for Troy Murray. Uh, we know what sort of high speed she has and she was able to lead throughout and, and get the money, 25-66, defeating Little Purpose and Spring Agatha. Uh, Troy... Uh, a few months ago, it was uh, Troy Murray Bridge, the way he was dominating <laughs> down at the bridge. So um, We had three again Sunday, didn't he? Three winners. Yeah, so yeah. Another big night. He certainly supports the venue and he has great success. So she's a hot shot. She's very young. Um, and so she's uh, a good win by her and she's very progressive. But I noticed she's in the, the Ashes series coming up on Thursday night. So that goes to show the level of talent she's got. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, she steps up to what's effectively open company for the first time at but with her high speed, um, Brenton, um, at Angle Park, she'll she'll show that and get to the lead of the first turn. I mean, it's a tough race, but at the bridge on the one turn, she showed that she was able to uh, to race away and was strong in the end. Uh, the Derby, we'll talk to Stephen Brook a little bit later, but Rogue uh, Player, uh, what was your thoughts on him? He drew the one yeah. and uh, got home strong. I really want to ask Steve about how he started the race because the only other time he started probably that well for him was on his debut run where... He drew two, bounced out. He was second early, and it was similar to what he was the other night in the final of the derby, but he, he really chased out boldly after that other runner. I think he's better when he's drawn out, um, yep. and he, he likes space. He really can wind up hard, and I, I like the way he charged he charged on with it. He's building a pretty good record. He's had 10 starts, four wins now, so yeah. uh, it's nothing to be sneezed at. He's won. I know he's won two of his races from, I think, boxes one and two, so yes, he can win inside, but... His two better wins have been from seven and eight. I mean, there was a, a day at Murray Bridge. He missed the start by three lengths, and he got to the outside and just picked them up and put them yeah. away. And I want to ask Stephen about that run and his, his thoughts on that. So, look, I think it's got some talent, no doubt about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they went 25-61, so similar time to the Oak series. You're probably a bit surprised how close he lobbed from the inside box. He, he lobbed second. Um, shall not, which is... Uh, a brother too. Um, she's a hot shot for Troy Murray. Showed really good speed again, and probably needs a bit, a few more uh, four fifty five, five hundred meter runs. It's a good short course dog at the moment, but really developing. Uh, showed good speed, and Rogue Play got the beautiful run into it. Uh, spring ammo for Greg Board got home well f- um, from box seven, and fantastic Kiri for the Cheggiers. They're having a great one run with these fantastic dogs, Brenton. And this looks like another one that's going to get a bit of distance. Of yep. course, we know. Radley's off the scene at the moment, um, which is really disappointing. We know what the dominance he had at the bridge, uh, but looks like they've got another one, Fantastic Kiri, who could be looked to step up over distance over time. And had Fantastic Victor take out the, the anniversary cup there on, on Sunday night. And uh, look, something else that occurred out there on, on Sunday night. Can you tell me about the renaming of the uh, the function centre? Um, Dr. Chris Doyle, who I'm led to believe had a uh, a lot to say about 
the I guess the invention, so to speak, of straight track racing here in South Australia. Yeah, absolutely. I think when when Dr. Doyle was on the board for for many years, and he was a real push for for straight track racing. Um, we used to have Colpara years ago, but really have it in a in a, a structured format at at a venue. Uh, when we looked to build Murray Bridge, he was a real push and driver to ensure we got that straight track um, at the venue, along with the one turn. And so we're we're very fortunate we got two tracks in one. But he was a real push for it. And so on Sunday night, um, it was a real tribute to him that the uh, the function centre there is is named from here on after Doyle's function centre um, after Dr. Chris Doyle and. They had a wonderful attendance there. Um, it shows how well respected and loved he is in the industry, with how many people were there for that event. Uh, and so that's a very fitting uh, achievement for him to have that venue named after. We'll be there forever now. So uh, it was a great night um, and well-deserved by the doc. Yeah, well, there you go. That's a look back at the uh, the week that was, and we've got a really big week coming up. We'll check that out on the other side of this. The Preview. Yeah, the preview is brought to you by the four nights of Christmas at Angle Park. That's this December, of course, and each Thursday night we'll have a lot of stuff happening. Kids' amusements, face painting, uh, there'll be live music. has got a, uh, an outdoor bar, got that new sensational grass area with the, uh, the redevelopment there at Angle Park, along with the food vans, barbecue uh, and dessert. It's all there trackside. So get your GA tickets online at grsa.com.au forward slash four nights of Christmas. Um, Matthew, we'll get into the uh, the heats of the Festival Fire Series shortly, yep. but we've got the Straight Track Championship coming up on Sunday. Uh, Sunday. Isn't it at Capella Bar? We've got our yep. two representatives who we, we touched on earlier with the uh, Ben Rawlings train. My name's Craig and Tim Richards, he's all purpose. Yep. How do they fit into this final and how do you weigh up the interstate contenders? Yeah, listen, I think it's going to be it's going to be tough for the SA dogs and, and a lot of that, it's going to be tough for any interstate dogs going to Capella Bar. Uh, an unusual track, grass track, drag law down the middle. The theory is you've got to have a couple of looks generally um, before you perform at your best. So the interstate dogs are all up against it. And and our SA dogs, um, similarly, they did trial there over the weekend. But first of all, I'll just go through the final field just for the the dog cast listeners. And deck 52 draws the one. That's the Queensland heat winner who went very fast. Uh, Olsen Street, which was the winner from Richmond, has drawn two. Uh, ha Ha Magoo is three. He's all purpose for Timmy Richards out of the four. Fibrillation, five. Six, Dream Wizard, who won the heat of the Hillsville race in Victoria out of the six. Seven is Impact. And eight is My Name's Craig for Ben Rawlings, the reserves point to point and born to run. Uh, just on our dogs, uh, they did trial there at Capella Bar and they went uh, 20 40 for He's All Purpose and 2007 for My Name's Craig. Now, to put that into perspective, the Queensland winner, who is a very fast dog, uh, went around 1945. So they've got to make a bit of ground. But as I said, there's going to be improvement in our dogs. So um, we're going to to have to get a bit of luck early. Now, I think My Name's Craig, Brenton probably suited out in box eight. I think he likes to get out a little bit out wide. So I think he'll be suited there. Uh, Tim Richards, dog, he's all purpose. He has a lot of high speed. So he can offset box four with his speed. Uh, but yeah, they're going to need a bit of luck in running. It's a, it's a high quality race. Um, you know, anyone who's won a national final in the four states who are competing are going to be really hard to beat. Yeah. So this is 
essentially the second running in three years because it was last year it didn't happen because yep. of COVID and 2019 was the inaugural one. Was that that was at Hillsville, wasn't it? The straight track championship? Or? Uh, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Yes. Um, we had three representatives because Richmond wasn't on board then. Yep. So we had the three dogs there that uh, that went across. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's a great addition to the calendar. The reality is in a couple of years' time, every state in Australia is going to be racing straight track racing. Yep. So we normally have the national sprint and um, stayers events. And now this race, the straight track, uh, is going to be on the calendar for many years to come. I mean, it's it's $25,000 to the winner. So well worth winning. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, it'd be nice to be up in Queensland as well, just for a few <laughs> days, to tell you the truth. Although Adelaide's weather is pretty good at the moment. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it. Well, the SA dogs are up against it, but they'll do SA proud, as, as they always do when they go away for these national events. Yeah, well, best of luck to both Benny Rawlings and Tim Richards representing uh, South Australia in that big final on Sunday. Uh, speaking of big races, the Festival of Fire series, which has, has created a bit of interest. Um, we've got the uh, the heats of a few of the features actually coming up on, on Thursday night. Sean, just a couple of things I want to ask you about. Yep. Um, it seemed as though the numbers were down a little bit on the Inferno. I was reading through the qualifying conditions and it was a, a best 32, yep. uh, the next best behind the Ashes original. Um, and I think we've only got 21 nominations. Can you just let me in on perhaps a reasoning behind that or... Yeah, um, it, it's a good question. Um, obviously, we would. I mean, have... the reason I ask, it's a ten thousand dollar final, oh, so yeah. I would have thought it would have been quite attractive to have, you know, close to the thirty two yep. that are that are there. I mean, the way it's set set up, Brenton, that the the top sixteen go to the Ashes, um, which are considered the best dogs, and then the next dogs were all selected based on their weighted point scale. So possibly some people didn't know where they necessarily fitted in. Okay. Um, so they they didn't know necessarily what dogs would be in it. A, a normal event is based around grade. So grade, you know, maiden, grade six, grade five, people might know what their grade is and they pretty much know what dogs are running. So maybe there was a little bit of hesitancy around it. Some people um, were quite at liberty to put no heats on their nom. And so there's a race there that that uh, on the program, it's just a normal grade five race that people didn't necessarily want to go into the heats there in, in that race. And there was also an eligibility criteria associated with this, this event that you had to be in SA from the 1st of November. Yep. We announced it a few, uh, you know, a few days after the 1st of November. We didn't necessarily want um, interstate dogs coming into SA to try and claim some of this money, which was effectively you know, Phoenix money that we were going to use for our, um, you know, our proposal to get into the Phoenix. Uh, but we decided to use it all for these races, but we, we had a restriction on there. So quite genuinely, some people got a couple of dogs a bit later, but they weren't eligible. So that's possibly the reason there. Um, but yeah, no, so I'm looking forward to what the series holds. I mean, someone's going to go home, you know, $10,000 richer, um, that probably are going to have some of those slightly better ones, which is in a $20,000 final. Um, they don't have to cop any of them. So yeah. good luck to them. Yeah, so the Ashes, we've got uh, a couple of heats there coming up on Thursday night. Just having a look through those. I mean, the headlo- we see the return of Stout Manelli. Um, yep. I mean, he's had that one run back since the, the Cup heats. But look, comes back along with She's a Hot Shot, the Oaks winner who yeah. we just touched on. And you've got fantastic Victor, the Anniversary Cup winner. See your smiles going okay. I mean, that, that first heat in particular is a ripper. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I mean, we're wrapped with what we have, uh, and as you say the, the the top sixteen which we selected. That's a that they're quality events. That's like an SA Sprint Championship quality field uh, of heats. 
So, yeah, many, many chances and um, looking forward to see how they all, all perform. And the bonfire, so that's over a different distance range, isn't it? That's over the 595. This is the yep. Ashes equivalent, so to speak, as, as class level goes. It's a $15,000 to the winner uh, final. Yeah, so the bonfire hates this two of them. Again, they were the top 12 selected. Uh, and you've got some high-quality dogs in there that have stepped up to that middle distance, the likes of Mally Magic, which we've seen, Victor Hayden, yeah. uh, Victor Reed steps up. Adele's Entity is an interesting one. Steps up from the 500 to the 595. High-speed dog for Adrian Chevalier. Um, so, yeah, and Sir Truculent is over the 595 as well in those heats. So um, that creates a lot of interest. As you say, they're heading to a $15,000 final. Um, those top 12. And then what we had was... The, the remaining dogs went into the flame on the night, the, the last two races on the program. We only got 10 dogs for that, which was a little bit disappointing for the middle distance. So we got two heats of five. But again, someone's going to get off and, and, you know, win 10 grand out of these races. So, you know, good luck to them. Yeah, it's a big night, no doubt about it. We'll uh, get a couple of best bets. I'll kick it off. And uh, my best bet on the night will be in race one, number four, Harbour Blues for Kieran Corby. Um, I think there's only two leading chances here to lead the event. Uh, the three Terrific Keith and the four Harbour Blues. I think if Harbour Blues leads, I don't think Terrific Keith can run him down. If if Terrific Keith leads, I think he likes to get off. And the 5.30, he's getting better at it, but it's not necessarily his distance. I think Harbour Blues can sit in behind and run past Terrific Keith. So I think Harbour Blues is the best bet for me. What did you like on the night? Uh, I'm going to go with a couple, actually. I like Victor Hayden. I, I think it'll be winning from box number eight. And that's in one of those uh, features we just touched on in the, the heats of the bonfire and I really think uh, Victor Grosso is going to get a lovely camp just in behind the speed. And, and with a bit of luck late, I think he'll finish yep. over the top. So race eight, number one. And just quickly, Brenton, just uh, I should make mention uh, a couple of feature races where interstate dogs are racing for SA. Uh, the first one is um, Don't Tell Lies yep. for Lauren Harris. Um, That's in on Thursday night in the heats of the Bogey League Group 2 Futurity. Unfortunately, those heats... Uh, unfortunately, were cancelled last Thursday night due to weather. So they're running again this Thursday night. So good luck to Lauren and Ryan with Don't Tell Lies. And the big race on the program on Saturday night is the Phoenix, Aston Rupee, which we saw here for the Adelaide Cup, obviously owned by Ray Border, a, a proud South Australian. Uh, no doubt um, that's the South Australian flavour that we'll have in yeah. the, the Phoenix. So we wish Ray... And Aston Rupee, the very best of luck on Saturday night. I'm sure that'll be a great event. Oh, terrific stuff. No doubt about it. Uh, we're going to uh, come back. We'll have a chat with Stephen Brook, who is the trainer of the Derby winner from uh, Sunday night at Murray Bridge Rogue Player. The Interview. Yeah, the interview today, uh, we're having a chat with the trainer of Rogue Player, Stephen Brook, who uh, took out the summer derby on uh, Sunday night at Murray Bridge. Uh, Stephen, thanks for your time, mate. Congratulations on the win. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. Can you tell us a bit about this dog, mate? Uh, I mean, building a really nice record. You've had 10 starts, four wins now. Um, can you take us through the final? Because the, the question I wanted to, to touch on with you, it, it's as well as I reckon we've seen him jump since probably nearly his debut run. Um, he, he seemed to have a lot better start to the race the other night. Yeah, he, he was a pretty full-on sort of individual and... Um, the week before, he hadn't been to Murray Bridge for a while, so I gave him a preview, and um, he, he he really went over the top. So uh, this week, we avoided giving him a preview, and it certainly helped him settle a little bit better anyway and, and had the desired result. Now, Steve, it's Sean here. Congratulations on the win, and 
you're a very confident man with a lot of these feature races. You did say to me when I turned up there on Sunday night that you uh, needed to just check to see if the trophy was engraved with uh, with your name on it. So it's a lot of confidence there, and and it came to fruition. So you 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 do have a lot of confidence with your dog. So obviously it played out to plan on a Sunday night. Yeah. Look, generally speaking, I, I don't like the dog drawn box one, but it, it just did look a race where uh, if we could get him to jump a little bit better, it certainly would give him a big chance. And I did figure if he lobbed in the first couple, he'd be very hard to beat. Certainly, I wasn't expecting that he would win, but, but I was uh, looking forward to the race, put it that way. Yeah, uh, look, Sean, Stephen is not short on confidence. It would be minimum once a week that I'll see him at the track and he'll he'll let me know that he's got one in that'll win next start. Yep. Um, Steve, look, good point you make about the box draw. I want to ask you about that because the way he races, he likes space. He, he He's nearly 36 kilo. He, he likes to really wind himself up and it's particularly noticeable down that Murray Bridge straight where he gets balanced up and just really roars home and... Um, I mean, one of his best wins was when he, he drew seven. He was terribly away, and he just came right around the outside and, and was able to stretch on with it. So you, you feel as well that being drawn deeper is where he runs his better races? I, I do prefer him when he draws wide. He's uh, being such a big dog, and he's got a very long stride on him. He really just does need a, an uninterrupted run if he... He sort of gets holded at any stage. He just doesn't get the time to wind up again. So, yeah, it, it's terribly important. Even uh, just that little check that he got on the home turn the other night uh, really sort of set him back a little bit. And it probably any other track, he wouldn't have had the time to wind up and get over them again. So, yeah, he, he definitely... Well, box draw, I guess, is probably a little bit irrelevant, but definitely he's the sort of dog that needs a clear run, pretty much uninterrupted the whole way. Now, Steve, um, all these feature races coming up at Angle Park, uh, I, I didn't see any of uh, your dogs in on Thursday night, but I imagine Rogue Player will be targeted to the Saturday events, the Spark, zero to five wins this coming Saturday. He's only won the four races, so I imagine he'll probably be heading to Angle Park. And uh, what do you think, uh, how's he going to go there at Angle Park if that's the case? Yeah, he seems to handle Angle Park all right. I think uh, to this point, as far as tracks go, Gaul has been the only one that he hasn't really handled uh, very well. Angle Park seems to give him the room he needs. That's definitely the plan is to run him on Saturday morning and uh, then we'll just uh, take things one run at a time after that. They're only two years old. Uh, we've got plenty of time. We're not in a hurry with him and uh, we, we think he's going to develop into a really nice dog. And, and Cruz Maguire is a litter mate, is it not, of this one? Um, and, and how did you come by this litter? Yeah, Cruz is a, a litter mate. He's still very, very green and very immature. When they first arrived here, um, I tried them together more than once. And uh, the rogue player always had his measure, but only ever by one or two lengths. So... I think uh, at the moment, Cruz is probably underachieving, but he did show a little bit of what he's got at Gawler two runs back when he, he managed to hand, you know settle close and, and have an uninterrupted run. So, again, we, we sort of think that there's still a future there for him. Um, the litter came through my regular contact, Glenn McKinley, in Sydney. 
Uh, they had broken in pretty well. There was three of them. And uh, they were earmarked to stay in Sydney, but uh, they had a bit of a, well, I think, a communication disagreement with the guy that had them. And uh, they ended up back on his doorstep pretty much, and he needed to find somewhere. So he uh, almost reluctantly sent them here because I was the only person that had the place to, to put them at the time. So, uh, yeah, someone else's misfortune and, and my fortune. Okay. Now, Steve, you, you now do the dogs full-time. Um, obviously, we, uh, I know you love the dogs and you're doing them all full-time. How many have got there in work at the moment at any one time? I've got 14 race dogs. Uh, there's 25 dogs here. Uh, I've got five brood bitches and four pups that are six and seven months old. And uh, we we basically work every dog the same every day, irrespective of whether they're racing or broods or pups or pets or whatever. So, um, yeah, there's a, a routine in place for, for about 25 or so dogs every morning and every evening and uh yeah it's pretty full on well steve uh mate well done great win on on sunday thanks for giving us a bit of your time on the uh the dog cast and best of luck with road player through that uh, that series coming up on saturday thank you very much good on you steve there he is uh, stephen brook the trainer of rogue player who uh, took out the derby on sunday at murray bridge matho uh that's us done for the dog cast today what was your best bet again uh, best bet was race one, number three, uh, sorry, race one, number four, Harbour Blues on Thursday night. Okay. And yours were? Uh, I like Victor Hayden and Victor Grosso. Just okay. forget the uh, race It's going to be going to be a great night Thursday night. Great to have you on board with the Dogcast, Brenton, as well. You filled in, well, not filled in, you're co-hosting wonderfully <laughs> well with Tim. Um, and, um, yeah, really looking forward to uh, to Thursday night and a real summer of racing here in SA. Yeah, as the four nights of Christmas continues. Thanks for tuning into the Dogcast, and we'll uh, see you at the track soon. 